hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the All In No Limits podcast. Let's get comfortable. You already know. Welcome back, beautiful people. You already know it's me, your girl, your pusher, your best friend, your sister, your cousin, your auntie, whatever you need me to be. I'm your pusher. I'm your number one hype man. I came to hype y'all up today, okay? I came to give y'all a little joy today, okay? And I came to give y'all a little love today because I missed you guys. But I'm back in the building like I never left. We're back in the to the All In No Limits podcast. You guys, today's topic... um. Might hit people a little different, but I can guarantee you that it's beneficial. I can guarantee you that it's beneficial, okay? And it's going to be beneficial for the giver and taker. And the reason why I think that it's necessary for me to do this because um, in my life, uh, I just, I have a passion to help. And we're going to talk about this, right? I have a passion to help people. Um, I'm so motivated to always help people. Y'all got already know I got my handy dandy phone. We in the building. You hear me? Got my little notes. I'm ready, okay? Um, I've been studying this for a while now. And granted, most of what I'm gonna say is gonna come from experience. And again, this is just my blueprint. This is what worked for me. This is how I realized things on my own. This is how I figured out things on my own. I am a helping hand. I have a heart to give. I have a heart to help. Um, so today is about having a heart to help, a heart to help. And what I've come to realize is that some people want to help. <laughs> some people really, 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 really want to help. And I think that is a beautiful thing to want to help. But some people don't have the heart to help. You understand what I'm saying? Um, the reason why I say that, I'm going to tell you why I got, I have a few little sidebars that I'm going to tell y'all about, but I probably told y'all about one already, but, um, one of the things that I do, and then it's crazy because I found that one of my favorite aunties do the same thing. And what we do is we always like to keep cash on us at all times so that if we see someone in need, we could always give them money. Um, and I thought I was the only person that used to do that. Like, I literally go to the bank. I try to go to the bank, you know, every week or so and make sure I have some cash. And I like to have, like, fives and tens. Just change in my purse in case someone is in need. One thing about me is... And it's a it's a it's a blessing and a curse. And I think it's because I don't like to not help people. I don't like and it's not that I don't like to not help. It's more so I don't like to see people go without. I don't see I don't like to see people wanting or needing something. And my thing is, if I have the ability and I have the means to help, I'm like running to help, running to help. Now, I have tread i have scaled back a little bit that's the word i'm looking for i scaled back a little bit and i'm gonna explain to you why because when you're giving you guys it's a lot of times we don't factor in all that that means right we don't really factor in what it takes to help people so everybody's help is different right everybody's need is different so I can help all five people, right? And they might need very different things. This need might be just that momentary need. Boom. Done. It's over. Some needs might be long-term. And they might require a lot of my time and attention. Other needs might be a volunteer for the day. 
You know, I'm feeding the homeless. I'm giving out care packages. You know, there's different forms of needs, right? But then there's people that may be assigned to you, right? And those sometimes are long-term. And what helps you to stay in the race and not want to throw in the towel and pull all your hair out? Let's talk about it. And it doesn't mean just because you're frustrated, you don't have a heart to help. That, that, that's not what that means. That means you are human, and sometimes situations can become frustrating. I get it. I get it. So we're going to talk about the givers and the takers. And there's nothing wrong with being on either side of that because a lot of times those of us who love to give, we have a hard time at receiving. That's not good either because I have that struggle. I don't like to ask people for nothing. I don't really... It's not that I don't like people to do anything for me because by all means, do something for me. But it's more so I don't expect anyone to do anything for me and I don't require anyone to do anything for me. And if I need help, I don't re I don't depend on other people to help me, if that makes sense. Like, um, I'm not going to call to ask you to borrow money. I'm not going to ask you to do... I'm probably not going to ask you to do much of anything for me. And I think that that is a pros and cons to that. There's not... A, it's not always good to be, oh, you're... And it's not... I don't want y'all to get it confused with me. Oh, I just think I'm independent. Mm -mm. Baby, I am independent, but this independent woman likes help. This independent woman is learning to let her guard down and allow people to help and allow people to do things that they want to do for me and not me say, oh, no, thank you. Oh, that's okay. No, it's fine. Do it. Not taking advantage of it, though. Excuse me. It's a little warm in here. Not taking advantage of it, though, but more so in a sense, um, this weave is something. Um, but more so in the sense of uh, I appreciate what you're doing and then I'm allowing people to help where they want to help at and allowing people um, to do where they want to do at. You know, I'm learning not to always say, no, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it, because sometimes I do got it, but sometimes I don't feel like it, if that makes sense. Um, I'll make it make sense. Give me a minute. Um, so, oh, shucks. I don't like to make a mess. So... What we're going to talk about, let's read the definition first because you already know I got the definition. And I have an outline, but I'm going to go through the outline and then explain it as I go through the outline because I was like, sometimes I jot down a lot of information and as I, I usually do like an outline and that's what I did because I had so many elements um, and key objectives to being having a heart to help. And sometimes watching people help become frustrating because you can see some people don't really have the heart for it. Some people are not doing it because they really care and they really want to help. Um, and we're gonna we're about to talk about it. So let's talk about it, okay? We ain't talking about nobody. We just talking about what we talking about. But if the shoe fit, fix it. That's all I'm gonna say, okay? Understand what it means to help. Understanding the assignment to help. I'm going to just read the definitions and I'm going to talk because y'all know I'm going to be talking. Providing assistance. This is what helping is. Providing assistance. Volunteering your time, money, or energy to help others doesn't make, um, doesn't just make the world better. It also makes you better. I like that. So you're, we're going to talk about it because if I keep talking, I'm going to talk about the whole thing and all over the place because I didn't wrote so many notes, y'all. Um, 
and the crazy part is, you know, I always find the benefits to everything that we do. But there's um, studies have actually shown um, studies have actually indicated that the act of giving back and giving to the community actually boosts our happiness, our health and our sense of well-being. And it doesn't just boost our happiness and our well-being. Um, but it also benefits the person that you're helping. It 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 boosts their happiness and their well-being and their health. So there's something that happens in your body. I don't know if any of you have ever done this. I want to read the rest of the definition before I binge off. Um, when we give to others, it activates the areas of our brain associated with pleasure and social connection and trust. I love that. We're going to talk about it. Helping others is a thought to be one of the ways that people create, maintain, and strengthen their social connections. So helping other people, let's talk about it. Because helping other people can either end in a bad way and it can end in a good way. Well, what are what happens? What happens with the giver and the taker that causes a situation of your helping to end bad or end good? Let's talk about it. Um, so it talks about, we talked about the benefits of helping when you really help someone, when you have the heart to help and we're going to go to the next thing because the next thing kind of ties into this thing. And we're talking about the sac the sacrifice that it takes. You have to understand the sacrifice that you're about to make when you take on the decision to help someone. Helping someone, like I said, the time frames are very different. It depends on what type of help you're doing. Sometimes you can help someone where they require very little of your time. And sometimes you can help someone that requires a lot of your time. Sometimes you can help someone where only it's only a financial thing or it's only an advice or moment of um, just time spent where you have to advise and you have to encourage um, that's a way. And then sometimes it's long-term. Sometimes you open up your, your space. And when you open up your space, you open up your time. And when you open up your time, you open up your, your finances. So sometimes your help can require all of the above. And some just require one. Now, the thing with the giver and the taker, it can be either fought, whether it ends good or bad, Right? So if you have a heart to give and your heart is set on giving and you made the sacrifice to give, whether you wanted to volunteer for community outreach or you want to volunteer at a uh, food bank where you want to volunteer and pass out clothes and shoes and covers and socks and, and baskets and all these beautiful things that we do, especially around the holidays when we're giving toy giveaways and all these beautiful things. I love when I say I love this is that is where my passion is. I love giving. Um. But my thing, sometimes people can try to give, try to be givers, and there's not in their heart. Let me tell you how you know it's not in your heart. Because if you're if you choosing to give only so that you can brag about what you've done for someone, that's not a heart to give. If you're giving, if you're if you're choosing to help someone only because it benefits you, you might want to check yourself. If if you helping them only allows you to give you leverage to one day throw it up in their face, you might want to check your heart to give. You might want to check your heart and say, maybe I don't have the heart to actually give. Not saying you don't, but I'm saying. And then 
on the taker. Sometimes the person can have the heart to give. They can have the heart to give. And they can be willing to sacrifice the time, the money, the space, the, and all of those things. And the taker is not appreciative or the taker is irresponsible or the taker don't take advantage of don't take advantage in a positive way, but take advantage in a negative way. So there's different ways that this helping hand could end in a good way or a bad way. So we're just we're just checking. We're just checking our own self. We ain't talking about nobody. We just talking about what we talking about. OK, um, understanding the sacrifice to help. I'm going to read to you what I wrote about the sacrifice to help. And when I read this, it's because it came from a place of experience. It came from a place where I had to, I had to learn this on my own. So mind you, I help, right? And sometimes I overhelp. We're going to talk about that a little later. I don't want to talk about it now because I already decided where I was going to talk about that at toward the end. But you have to understand the sacrifice that it takes to help. And sometimes people will get in the position to help and not realize the sacrifice that it takes. Remember that short-term help versus that long-term help? You have to be mindful of what you're able to sacrifice and what you're willing to sacrifice and how much it's going to take for you to sacrifice what you have to sacrifice to help people. Why do I believe in weighing your options? Because, baby, it is not an easy task. Anybody tell you that it is? They're telling a story. Some situations is easy. Some, like I said, the short term ones that's simple. It's the long term ones that's kind of difficult. You feel me? So, sacrificing something or personal value for the benefit of others. In the simplest terms, you are giving your time and energy to help those in need. That's a sacrifice. What we have to understand is time is precious. Time is of the essence. So what you do with that time is very valuable. Why? Because we can't get that time back. God has ability to restore time, but he's not going to stop time for you. So understand whatever you do in that time, make it valuable, make it meaningful. And when it comes to sacrificing to help someone, that is, do, do, I believe that is value in that. It's value in sacrificing your time and space and energy to help other people. I think that's a beautiful thing. Now, I believe that there's a limit. You have to set boundaries. We're going to talk about it. I'm telling y'all, we're going to hit all the points of helping. I've been through it, I know, from experience. Sacrificing our own gains for others is what leads us to greater fulfillment, profound happiness. Come on, benefits. Yet many of us are denied that privilege by the impulse to cling on to what's ours. This is where we fall into a lot of people become selfish. And it's okay to be selfish with your time and energy. That is okay. Because remember, we're talking about people who have the heart to give versus the people that don't have the heart to give. And if you don't have the heart to give, don't feel bad about not having the heart to give. You That's just not your gift. That's not something you operate in. And that's not maybe that's not something that you believe in. Me, and the truth of the matter is, I'm going to tell y'all my truth. Everybody know that God is my solid foundation, right? God is not the reason why I give so much. I was a giver before I ever knew who God was. Who, even though God was always present with me, I didn't have a relationship with him prior to me being 19 years old. And so I wasn't raised in church. I wasn't raised under the word. So I didn't know much, right? Um, 
So I would be prior to that. I was still a giver. That's the type of friend I was. That's the type of person I was. I was always giving. I was always helping. I was always loving. I was always overly extending myself to the max to help people, to be there for people, to consider people, to love on people, you know, to be support of people, to speak life into people. I've done it all. And that was prior to me, God being my foundation, right? In God, and this is only for those who believe, in God, we're called to help. We're called to restore. We're called to feed the homeless. We're called to help the widows and the elderly. That is our sacrifice. That is a way of fasting and praying. Guys, in the Bible, it says the kind of fasting I want is the fasting where they give to the homeless and they give to the widows and they give to the elderly and they help. That's the kind of sacrifice God is telling us. So it only aligns with what I was already doing. I was already giving. I was already loving. Right? Um, but that goes to show some people don't want to sacrifice. They don't find that they don't, they want to cling to their things. A lot of people want to cling to the things that they belong, that belongs to them. You know, I have this thing, you guys, where, um, every year I do this. So everybody, anybody that knows me, that follows me on my personal social medias, um, which is Sharon Yvonne Davis at everything, y'all. Everything is my name. I don't have no nicknames on anything. Sharon Yvonne is everything because that's who I am. I don't I don't know any other names for me except all my nicknames, and I don't use none of those. Um, but um, I have this thing where I do every year where I just clean out house, right? And some most people call it spring cleaning, but I could do this any time of the year where I'll clean out my whole closet. And mind you, I have closets. Like, I have maybe three sometimes four closets full of just stuff because I have a great, um, <laughs> I have a great uh, activity that I enjoy doing called shopping, right? And so a lot of things that I give away is either brand new, tag is still on there, whether it's, or it's lightly worn, like I probably worn it like one time. Um, and whether I wore it or not, I take care of my things, so Anything that I give is something, it's going to be of nice stuff, right? So I give it away. And people be like, why don't you sell it? My best friend always tell me, Sharon, you need a closet. You need a one um one and done closet because you only wear stuff once and then you're done and you need to sell it. And I was like, but I like to give it away. You know, I have people that I see me with something on. Oh, Sharon, I got dibs on that. Okay. So when I take it off, I give. I don't, I love to give. Like, I love to give and I would give bags and bags and bags of stuff away because, and it's not like, I don't cling to things. There are certain things that I love to have. Like you guys know, I love my wigs. I'm not giving my wigs away. <laughs> now, if really necessary, I have no, let me correct that because I have given my wigs away. Brand new wigs at that, like brand new, um, still in the box wigs. I have given them away. Um, but I love my wigs. So please don't ask me for my wigs. Just give me one or something. Anyway, um, that water is so good. Um, but some people cling to their things and they're not willing to be a helping hand. And that's okay. Because if you know yourself, that's fine. Now, what the issue comes in at is people that know they don't have the heart to give and know they don't want to make the sacrifice to give and then put themselves in the position to say that they're going to help people. That's a problem. We're going to get to that, though. Understanding the patience to help. 
Do you understand that when you are assigned to help someone or you decide to help someone, whether you're assigned or decide, and it's the two different things, because some people in their situations are assigned to us. They are our assignment, and we are to help them. And those of us who are children of God and we believe in the word of God, God will tell us who we are assigned to and who we are supposed to help, and he will direct us and guide us and lead us. Don't mean it's not going to become frustrating, because it is. It is. That's why you got to keep your ear to the Lord so he can tell you what to do and keep you calm. Okay? I'm just telling you what I know. Um, but there's a, there's a certain type of patience that you have to have when you're helping. You better ask about it. I'm going to talk about it. It says, when you truly take the perspective, um, perceptive of the person in need, when we actually feel their pain and basically put ourselves in their shoes, we help them because we feel compassion for them and want to reduce their stress and their distress, not our own. These are the type of people that are selfless and are patient. I'm going to tell you right now. It's why, um, it takes a lot of patience to help people um, because, like I say, we have the times where we can help people short-term, long-term. If you're pulling out of the driveway and you see someone sitting there and they got a cup and they need some change um, or asking for a few dollars, that's a short-term help, right? It's a short-term and a financial help. And it never hurts to say, have a blessed day. It never hurts to say, God bless you. It never hurts to say, I pray that you're do that, that things get well for you. Like it never hurts to say something enlightening. Hi, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Something that don't take much, right? That take a quick little five, seven seconds. Don't sometimes don't even take that long. Come on now. So it is taking up a little bit of your time. It is taking a little bit of your finances and it is taking a little bit of your generosity. That's okay. It's just a little bit, right? But it's short-lived. Once you pull off, you probably never see that person again, right? Unless that's their normal station and that's a normal place that you go to, then you probably see them often. Um, however, then you have situations where they're a little bit more long-term. Well, not long-term. Then you have situations where you're volunteering. I like to volunteer, like, at outreach programs where they're giving back to the community. Like, you know, the time of the year when we're giving out um, boxes of food for Thanksgiving, where we put care packages together for the winter when we put... There was a time um, a year where we used to uh, knit, like, scarves and stuff and beanies that we want to give. And it, we made it personal, which was beautiful, because sometimes we could go out and buy, which buying is so much easier. Even with the covers, we'll, you know... Support by, you know, collecting covers and socks and things such as that because it's cold. And those of us who live in a house, right, we know it's cold because we got to have heaters and covers even in the house. Imagine those outside. So those of us who have a passion for things like that, we want to give them some type of comfort. We can't always give them shelter, but we can give them some form of comfort, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a beautiful thing. Those, again, again are short-term helping hands, right? You still got a heart to give. But then you have the long term. <laughs> now, this is where not everybody can hang, okay? Um, the long term help is when you allow someone into your personal space, whether you let them into your home, whether you have to help them long term financially, where you have to help them long term, where you're speaking life into them and you are like their mentor, you are their, you're their person. You know, some situations merit a little bit longer, right? It requires patience. Um, 
what helps me to keep patience, and it might not work for everyone else. This is what works for me. What helps me to keep patience, what helps me to check my attitude, because I'm always checking myself. I'd be like, Sharon, fix it. Fix your attitude, fix your tone. Sometimes I got to check myself and check my face because my face will say way more than my mouth will probably ever say because the face just, I'll be trying to fix it, y'all. Fix it, Davis, fix it. Okay. So what helps me in the patience part is um, I'm all, I'm a girl that always do a self check. A, I, I do a reality check. I, 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 I'm always looking inside of me to make, because I want to be better. I try to be better than the shrine the day before. So I'm always looking at myself. What can you do to make yourself better? What can you, what can you, what can you? And oftentimes I have to look at how patient God is with me. And you guys, in my prayer almost every single day, I thank God for his patience because baby, I am a mess. Do you hear me? I don't always get it right. And there was a time where I was learning how to get it right. And I was learning how to do this, do this walk with God. And I was, and I was such, I was so remedial y'all. I was messing up left and right. I had really bad influences. I allowed myself to get in dark places. This is why I'm learning to walk with God. I went through this. This wasn't outside of God. Outside of God, I was cool. I was straight. I don't know what happened, but it was a time when I wanted to become closer to him. I had to shed off some things that wasn't right. I had to get delivered from some things that wasn't good. And... And in that, I, I realized how patient he was with me because even now, and, and, and I am a child of God and I do do a lot of things right, but I don't always do everything right. I don't always say the right thing. I can admit that. I don't always do the right thing. I can admit that because one thing I am is honest with myself. And I don't lie to myself and I don't lie about myself because I'm true to who I am. I've made plenty of mistakes in my life. I feel short plenty of times. That don't mean I just go out and actively just sin all over the world. No, because I, I've come to realization that it ain't even worth it. It ain't even worth it, okay? Um, but I realize how patient God has been with me. And because he's so patient with me, I said, Sharon, you have no right not to be patient with people. Because I know God be up there like, ah, uh, I already talked to her about this. She already passed this test. Why is she coming back to this? Why is she doing this again? Why, 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 why? When I have this waiting for her, if she just get it right, you know? So sometimes we can um, lose patience, but understand that's, that someone had once had to be patient with us. Someone had to be patient with you at a time. And if you want them to rush you and brush you off and cast you aside or throw you to the wolves just simply because you have yet to get it right, come on now. That's why it takes a certain type of patience to help people. It does. It does. Because if you don't have the patience to help people, you can misuse your assignment. If you don't have the patience to help you can hurt and harm the situation more than you can help the situation. Do you understand me? When you don't have the heart and the patience and willing to make the sacrifice to help, you can make the situation worse. I'm talking what I'm talking. You can make the situation worse. That's why I tell people you have to check yourself first. Moving on to my next one. Are you called to help everyone? No. What you mean by that, Davis? Are you called to help everyone? No, no, no. 
Why you say no? Because we're not called to help everyone. Everyone is not your assignment. This is what I had to tell myself. Yes, I want to help. And there's so many ways that you can help, but you have to be willing to weigh out the options of what you're able to do. What do I mean by that? We're about to talk about it. We are not called to help every single person in every single way. You're not called to help every single person in every single way. Okay. We are sometimes assigned, I was talking about that, to certain people in their situation, but make sure you're called to do it because it can become a bit much regardless. Now, regardless to whether you're called to do it or you just decide to sign up to do it, it can still be a bit much. But when you're assigned, then you learn to have the patience. You learn to make that you're you making the conscious decision that you're about to make this sacrifice. So even though you, regardless, you're going to still get frustrated along the way, you're going to, you're going to grab over to that patient side and you're going to be like, check it, calm down. It's okay. You're going to figure it out. You hear what I'm saying? Do you have, this is what I mean by checking yourself. Do you have the mental and emotional capacity to do what you're doing? Check yourself. Weigh it. When you hear or get a glimpse of something that needs, and this is my long-term helping is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the short term when you just volunteer for the day, volunteer for a few hours, or you drive by someone and you just help them, you give them food, you give them money, you get just a little bit, right? Those are the short term. I'm talking about the long term. The help, the heart to help when it's a long-term thing. What I'm telling you is check yourself. Sometimes you're not emotionally stable to help. Sometimes you're not financially stable to help. Weigh what you can do. When someone is standing in the need of help before you jump in and said, I got it, I got it, I got it, sit back. Don't sit back too long, but sit back and analyze what you can do. Analyze what you can do. Do you have the mental capacity to let them live with you? Or do you have the financial capacity to maybe get them a room or for a week or two? Weigh it. Weigh it. And if you do allow them, we're going to talk about it. Because, baby, when I tell you we're about to talk about some good stuff, we're about to talk about some good stuff. Oh, and I was at the point where I said, weigh out your options. How can you help and how much can you help? Where can you help? What compartment area department can you help in? And how much can you help? When I say how much, financially, energy, time, patience, sacrifice. How much of that can you give to this situation? How much of that can you give to this situation? Weigh out your options. It's okay. It's okay to say, you know what? I can come to you and I can give you some friendly advice. I can walk you through the steps of getting into this program, this program, and this program. I can even help you to apply for certain um, resources. I can do this. I can do that. But I cannot do that. Be real with yourself first. I'm honest with myself now. I realize, shut your mouth, Sharon. The Bible tells you that a wise person think before they speak. That's in all things. That's in all. My passion and, and my 
enthusiasm to help, I used to jump jump the gun. You know when you jump the gun before the gun go off when you run in the race, you going to forfeit, you automatically lose. I'm not trying to lose no more. So I'm no longer jumping the gun. I want to hear what these people, what's going on. I want to see what you're doing. And then I need to analyze where I can help at. Let me break this down and see what I can do. And when I say what I can do, meaning what can my mental capacity handle? What can I emotionally take on? Because what we have to understand is when we reach out our hand to help long term, not talking about short term. When we reach out our hand to help, sometimes that can be a lot on us. And we honestly end up carrying the load. And then you start to feel like you're carrying more than the person you're helping. This is why I tell you, check yourself. Check yourself. Tell your neighbor, check yourself. Tell your friend, check yourself. Call your friend who decided to help and they complaining about helping now. Check yourself. You should have checked yourself before you put yourself in the position to help. Check yourself. What am I able to do before I put myself, before I volunteer my space and time and energy into this? What can I handle? Be honest with yourself of what you can take and what you can give and what you can sacrifice. Stop making rash decisions without thinking them through because now you're in the middle of that thing and you're trying to change it up and you're trying to do this and you're trying to do that. Set your boundaries at the beginning. Which takes us into our next point. I love this. <laughs> because this is why I say that. Because the worst thing you can do is reach out the hand to help someone for your own benefit. The worst thing you can do. The worst thing you can do is I'm only going to do this because this is going to benefit me. Ooh, this is going to make me look good. Ooh, 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 ooh. So they could do this, this, and this for me. You mean to tell me you're only helping because you want them to help you? You're only helping so that you can look good. You're only help. Make it make sense. What are you helping for? Ask yourself that question before you help too. Um, another not so good thing to do what people do is make excuses why they can't follow through on the help that they assigned themselves to. You mean to tell me you just signed up to help these people. And now all of a sudden you're making excuses as to why you can't. And it ain't even a logical excuse. It ain't even a good excuse. Oh, I can't take it. And I can't. You didn't, you didn't weigh the options. You didn't realize what mentally what you could handle or emotionally what you can take and the type of energy it was going to take and the sacrifice that it was going to take to do this. You didn't weigh out your options. Now you're frustrated and you're angry and you're mad and you're constantly complaining. The worst thing I want to do is sit and hear about a person complain to me about them in the midst of helping someone, how much they're tired or don't want to help anymore. And call it what you want, whether you volunteered or whether that's your assignment. I, I, it's like, you mean to tell me you signed up to help that person and now you're complaining about the help that you gave to that person? They don't really, the math's not math then. This is why I'm telling you, before you decide to step out on whatever you're doing to help someone, weigh your options. 
What can I handle? What can I take? Am I willing to sacrifice this? Am I willing to be patient enough for this? How long do I have to endure this? Go on, moving on. This is what I said do. Before assigning other people in their lives to your list of things to do, make sure you thoroughly think it through. Thoroughly think it through. Weigh your, check yourself. Check your temperature. What can I take right now? Because maybe the, the older we get, we don't like a lot of noise. We don't like a lot of people. We like to deal with situations and groups when we feel like it. And then we like our quiet time. We like our me time. We like our personal time. Weigh what you can handle. It's nothing wrong with that. You still have a heart to help, but you need to make sure you're in the correct mental capacity to do what you need to do. Are you willing to sacrifice all of that? Your time, your space, your energy. Do you have it to give? I ain't talking about nobody. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. Consider all options and ways that you can help. That's what I was telling y'all. Consider it. How could I help? Think of all the ways you can help and think of the best way that you can help that will not compromise your mental health. Think about it. Always, this water is so good. Always tell y'all about how your mental health is very important, right? Weigh it. Understand what you are able to deal with. Can you handle it? Think about it. Think about it before you say, I got it, I got it, I help, I help, I'll do, I'll do, I'll do. Are you sure? Because that's going to take sacrifice. That's going to take a lot of time, and that's going to take a whole lot of energy. Do you got it to give? And how long are you able to give it? If you say, I only got it for this one day, what if it takes longer than that day? I ain't talking about nobody. PK, I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. Helping can cause you to become so frustrated and irritated and mad. I talked about this. This is why it's so important for you to Weigh your options. When you help someone, it doesn't give you permission. Come on now. Those who have a heart to help. This doesn't give you permission to talk about them, to judge them, to mistreat them, to throw up in their face what you've done for them or belittle them. Where is your heart to help? The same heart you had at the beginning is the same heart you need to have at the end. Regardless how this situation ended and it's done and over and you're helping it's done, that does not give you a right to throw it up in someone's face. That's not a heart to give. It's not okay to mistreat people. That's not a heart to give. It's not okay to belittle people or talk about people. You sit on the phone and talk about this person more than you actually helping them. Don't help me just to get all in my business. And then go tell people about what you helped me with and what I'm going through. That's not helping me. That's damaging me. That's destroying me. When we talk about each other, that is killing each other. Don't kill people with your words. Uplift them. Give them life. I'm just telling y'all what I know. Helping someone doesn't mean you get to tell them what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. That is so hard for me, right? I'm going to tell y'all. I'm going to talk about it. Let me tell you why that's hard for me. Because 
sometimes I can see people and I'm helping. And I'm like, why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing this? And I had to realize it was my fault. And I'm going to tell y'all why it's my fault. I'm going to tell you why it's my fault. And it's not that I didn't have the heart to give. It's that I didn't set the boundaries and standards at the beginning. I'm going to talk about it. Not everyone has a heart to help and willingness to help. This is okay because you can cause more harm than good if you do things for all the wrong reasons. We talked about that. I have a heart to help, but I no longer have the willingness to help. What do you mean by that, Davis? Make it make sense because that's crazy. How do you have the heart to help, but you don't will, you're not willing to? Now, what I mean is, I'm sorry, I said I'm not willing to overly help anymore. Now, remember I was telling you at the beginning how I like I would like jump to help people. Jump, 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 jump. Like jump, hop, skip, jump to help people. I don't even know everything that they need, but I'm willing to help. I don't even know what it's gonna take, but I'm willing to help. I don't know what this is about to make me sacrifice, but I'm willing to help. I don't know what type of energy, time, and space is about to take, but I'm willing to help. I put myself in a lot of, not, I won't say in bad situations, because none of them were bad, but they were tight, and they were hard, and they were rough. And I'm like, Sharon, that's not good. Because I'm what you call... Don't get me wrong, because I love helping still. I'm what you call the altruistic. This simply means that I have a, I'm passionate about helping others. It means I have the behavior. And so what happens with your um, altruistic behavior, it releases these endorphins, right? And it boosts your happiness um, to help, as well as the people that you're helping. So there was benefits, because I always talk to you about my happy place, right? Helping people is my happy place. And now that I know that I, it comes from, <laughs> because I'm building these endorphins, when I help people, it builds this happiness inside of me, right? However, what I no longer have is what they call altruism, which is where I'm willing to overly help people, even if it causes um, a risk to myself. I'm not willing to do that anymore. I'm not willing to not... Think about it first before I act on it. I'm not willing to move without wisdom. I'm not willing to move without weighing my options. I'm not willing to put myself out there before I know what I'm putting myself out there for. I'm not willing to realize and analyze what I can help, where I can help, and how much I can help. Now I'm at the point where I am in my no season, and I don't think people like it too much, but I am very much so in my no season. Nope, can't do that. Nope, not doing that. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and it's not like I am happy about it. <laughs> However, that does not mean I don't help. That means I do help. But now I'm at the position where let me think about what I can do. Let me figure out what I can handle. Let me see what I'm willing to sacrifice. Not meaning I won't sacrifice what I've been sacrificing before, but I need to make sure I know what I'm signing up for before I sign up for it. Make it make sense, Davis? I'm trying. And the reason why I say this is because all help ain't good help. Oh, you think just because all help, all help ain't good help. Even when you give good advice that's beneficial, it ain't always good if it falls upon the wrong ears. 
Because some people don't take advantage of the situation. They take advantage of the situation. Make it make sense. Some people will take the good advice and the good help that you give them and they will build. They will go out there and they will reach. They'll go out there and they will grab. They'll go out there and they'll never have to lean on you again because they're going to take advantage of the opportunity of the help and they're going to advance themselves. But then you're going to have people that ain't going to take that advice and going to take your help a hand as, okay, I could do less. I could sit back and barely, barely do anything. That, see, we could enable people. This is why I say sometimes it's wrong. I've learned to pace myself. I've learned to weigh my options. I've learned to not do too much because sometimes I can enable them, I can cripple them, and I can harm them. What do you mean? Sometimes I overhelp so that person feel like they ain't got to do too much. Sometimes I overextend so then people feel like, oh, I ain't got to do that much. I can do the bare minimum because <laughs> she going to do everything. I can't do it anymore. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm learning to sit back and do only what you're able to do. And it's okay to say, no, I can't do that. It's okay to say, no, I don't have the mental capacity to handle that. I could do this, but I can't do that. I could do this, but I cannot do that. Let me tell you how I came to the conclusion. I'm going to um, finish which brings me to the next message. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. This is how I came to the conclusion that I'm not willing to let anybody live with me anymore. God blessed me with a house at the age of 29, right? I'm grateful, right? Um, I've had my house now seven, going on eight years, right? Um, and it's a beautiful thing. But that house has provided so many opportunities for so many people. My house has been open and housed so many single moms. And I'm grateful to God for that, you guys. Grateful to God. Some was short-term, some was long-term. I am grateful. But now I'm at the place in my life where I just wanted to be me. And the next people that live with me is going to be my husband and my children. I said the only person in this world could ever come live with me ever again is Deja. Because that's my kid. <laughs> Her home will always be my home. Wherever I'm at. Wherever I am, she is able to be there. Without any questions asked. She is my heart. Okay? Um, I'm sorry, y'all. This water is so good. Um... But what I I came to realization that I don't want to have now the blessing in that is that now it's caused me to turn the house into a transitional house. You guys, I won't be there. <laughs> I'm going to have a house manager. Okay. But it's something that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to get in, um, foster care and um, things like that because I, my best friend was raised in foster care. Her and her sisters were raised in foster care and I always wanted to help. I always wanted to be the kind of foster care home where it helps them to grow to be um, independent um, and, and thriving 
and just just really great asset to the world and to the environment and to the society that they in. And I owe that to my best friend and I owe that to Deja because um, seeing my best friend grow up in that and she always used to say like, man, I wish they would have taught us this and taught us that. And I'm like, man, I want to give that. And I was able to give that to Deja and I'm like, man, I love that. Like giving them a second chance at a good life. Like, that's something I've always wanted to... That's why I'm always helping. But now I've realized a way that I could help is I could create these homes where it can get people back on their feet and keep them with their children and keep them and get them in a place where they could become independent, able to work and go to school and provide for their home and their family and be confident in that walk. That's going to motivate them and they can motivate other people. You know what I'm saying? Like... I want to I want to help but there's a, I'm learning that there's other ways you can help people. Now I'm taking my small medium dream and a heart and passion to help and creating this broad big environment where I can help more people. And then I realize that there's a way to help where I can still keep my mental capacity intact because it's hard having people live with you. That's not the easiest thing because just like when you and your husband or you and your spouse become together and become one, you guys have to learn how to melt and mesh and mold into this home together and this environment and this life together because you did things one way, he did things another way. Now y'all got to figure out how to do things together and make it work without it being frustrating or irritating or, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make it make sense to y'all. Do it make sense? Okay. So even when you're opening up your home to people, you have to be mindful of what that takes. It changes the whole atmosphere of your being. You're giving up your time, space, personal, everything. Do you understand? I'm not trying to discourage you from helping. I'm trying to make sure you understand that whether you have the heart or not, it becomes frustrating. It's how you handle that frustration, okay? And there's ways around it. So I figured out a way to help people without it having to compromise too much of my space and time. Not my time, because it's still going to take my time, but compromise my just my mental and my emotional. Because sometimes we get too attached to situations. We get too attached to helping, and we come overly involved. We associate ourselves too much. We implant ourselves in situations way too deep. We won't post to even do all that. So, what brought me to my next thing? I think the next thing I was okay. Mm, that's good. I think I skipped some stuff, but we're gonna talk about it anyway. So, um, I learned to pace myself. I talked about that already. Um, what what also brings me to the um point that I wanted to make, and I think I skipped it, but I'm gonna talk about it anyway. When you decide to help, and remember I was telling you to weigh your options, right? This is something good to do. You ain't got to do it. This is what I do now. But what I think is, if I'm going to let you, say I'm about to help you in whichever way, capacity I choose to help. Um, I set boundaries and standards at the beginning. Before I do this, this is the boundaries, this is the standards, this is the expectations. I think Medea said it best. Tyler Perry, I love you. Thank you for being amazing. But you need to set boundaries at the beginning. 
you're going to have an interest date and an exit date. This is what I'm expecting you to do in this amount of time, and this is all the time that I, I'm able to extend you to do it. Hopefully by this time, this time, this time, this is what you should have accomplished. Say, for instance, you let someone live with you. Before they step into it, the, before they come in, hey, this is the day you coming in, this is the day you coming out. This is what you need to do, 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 save your money, blah, 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 do what you need to do. You need to get a job, go to school, do, do what you need to do because this is not long-term. This is not, this is not long-term. It's not long-term. So we need to figure out what we're doing right now before we start this help. <laughs> Because if you don't set the boundaries and the standards and the expectations at the beginning, you can't wait. And then now you see how they live it and you see what they're doing and you see what. And now you're in the middle of it. You're like, hey, 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 you supposed to be. Well, you didn't tell me that. And we didn't discuss that. We sure didn't because we didn't set the boundaries that was necessary at the beginning. So now I'm over here frustrated and irritated by the way that you're doing things. And that's because, oh, I didn't tell you what you needed what I expected you to do while you in my space, while you taking up my time and my money. Okay. I'm saying for the long term. I'm talking long term, not short term. So, when you decide to help, I tell people, set your standards, set your boundaries. What are you willing to do when you're weighing? Set your boundaries, set your standards. Set your expectations and communicate that in a healthy way. Communicate that. Sit the person down. Look, this is what I'm able to do. This is what I'm able to do. Don't go talk about them. There's people out there that really need help. And you talking about them only makes their situation worse. Don't burden them with more things and keep adding things on after and on after. Set your boundaries and standards at the beginning. So there will be no misunderstanding and there will be no confusion because sometimes we're only willing to sacrifice our space, time, emotions, and mental health for only so long. And that's okay because at least you know what you're able to do. There's a deadline. There's an exit date. I like those things. You hear what I'm saying? It's okay. I know we sometimes feel bad about certain things. Don't feel bad about the standards and the boundaries that you have to set for your life. Even if that means, even in the midst of helping people, that doesn't mean you don't have the heart to help. That means I do have the heart to help, but I'm aware of what I can and cannot do. I'm aware of what I can and cannot offer. I'm aware of what I can and cannot stand. Like, I, I, I'm aware of the time that I have. I'm aware of the energy that I'm able to provide. I'm aware of it. Okay? When it, and it brings me to this other situation. This message is for the receiving helps, the receiving, the receiving, the takers. And I, when I say takers, I don't mean it in a bad way or a negative way. I mean, this is the person that is receiving the help. This is the person that see this person making the sacrifice, making the effort, putting energy and money and time in to help you, to invest in you, to love you, to support you, to give to you. Understand this. Anytime somebody is taken out of themselves to give to you, that is a sacrifice. They care. Now, those of us 
who have people that care about us and want to help, be appreciative of it. Don't complain about the boundaries that they set. Don't complain about the standards and the expectations that they set and gave you at the beginning. You knew what it was when you got there. This is why it's important to have the conversation first with yourself and then with the person. Be appreciative. Be respectful. Don't be disrespectful. Be considerate of all that they're sacrificing. I say that with the utmost, just everything. Be considerate of what, even if they're willing to help you, and even if they're willing to go the extra mile to be there for you and help, be considerate of what they are sacrificing to help. Don't feel like somebody owe you something. Don't feel like somebody's obligated to help you because ain't nobody obligated to do anything for your grown self. Okay? Figure it out. Don't try, uh, going back to what I said, don't take advantage of it, but take advantage of it. When getting help, that's not the time for you to sit down and do the bare minimum. That's not the time for you to get lazy and sit back and be like, okay, well, I ain't got to do much because that's not the time. That's the best way to show that you do not appreciate what someone's doing for you. That's the best way to show that you don't consider what the sacrifices people are making for you. It's to sit down and to feel sorry for yourself and to give up on yourself or to feel like you don't have to do much or feel like you got a whole lot of time to get it right. You don't have time. You got it to this date <laughs> to have your stuff either ready to go or you're still going. I have a heart to help. I don't have a heart to be taken advantage of anymore. I have a heart to help. I don't have a ha, I don't have a heart for people to mistreat me and misuse me anymore. Find balance. Don't let people mistreat you. Don't let people overuse you. I know you want to be there for everybody, but in reality you can't. Sometimes you have to not be there for other people so you can be there for yourself. I'm not telling you not to help when you can. I say weigh what you're able to do. Do I have the mental capacity to take on this conversation right now? Am I emotionally stable to handle what all this comes with? Can I financially carry all of us? And how long can I do it? And how long am I willing to do it? Be honest with yourself so you can be honest with the people that you're helping. This is my long-term helps. This is my long-term helps. It's a difference when you're long-term helping someone. It takes a lot more time, a lot more energy, a lot more patience, a lot more sacrificing. It takes a lot more. You're talking to a person who helps willingly and openly and wholeheartedly. Those who are taking the help. Those who are taking the help, take it and use it to your advantage to build and grow and do more. When someone is opening up their space, their time to help you, the advice that they're giving you, take it and utilize it. If they're telling you, if they're showing you the game, they're showing you how to make it, they're showing you how to thrive, they're showing you how to just go out there and be successful, take that knowledge. Take that wisdom and go get it. If I teach you step by step how to make your platform successful, why wouldn't you listen? 
You want to do it your way? Okay, don't ask for my help no more. <laughs> if I open up my space to you to get on your feet, get on your feet. Don't sit back and prop your feet up like you got all day and you got all this time because you don't. Because I'm setting my boundaries and my standards and my expectations at the beginning. Thank me later. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about nobody. Now, one more thing I want to hit on before I close out really quick. One thing I want to hit on while when you are the receiver... That's the perfect time to be on your grind. That's the perfect time to, to utilize all of your resources. That someone is helping you, they're giving you a boost. Take advantage of that boost. Don't sit on a boost. Go higher. Get on your grind. Stay focused. Now, to those who don't have a heart to give, and you want to be a giver so bad and you just don't got it, <laughs> it's okay. Stay there. Let me tell you why. Because when you allow yourself to, when you put yourself in the positions to help someone and then you renege on your portion, you do more damage. When you renege on your portion to help and to give and to do what you said you were going to do because you didn't think this thing through. You didn't realize what it was going to take. You didn't realize how much energy, time, and space and all of that it was going to take up. You didn't realize it. You didn't you didn't analyze it. You didn't break it down. You didn't look at it. You didn't you didn't weigh your options. So now you choose to renege. The worst thing you can do is tear someone down when they're already needing help. You know how people are like, man, can it get any worse? It can. The very helping hand that's helping you can also be harming you. The very helping hand that's supposed to be helping you can be tearing you down. Mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, they could be holding you back. And sometimes you are holding yourself down. We have to be in the position not just to help others, but to help ourselves. Understand when you're in the position where you need help too. Understand when you're in the position where you cannot help right now. That's okay. It does not mean you don't have the heart to help. That means you're so in tune with your body. Remember we were just talking about last week or the week before last? I don't know what week it is. How we need to listen to our body. Listen to your body. Talk to yourself. I ain't trying to say to be crazy because people think I'm crazy because I'm talking to myself. No. I think it's very important to ask yourself, how are you feeling? What can you handle today? What can you take today? Do you need a little bit more rest? Do you need a little bit more water? Do you need to go walking? What do you need for you? These are important things to think about. Very important. I'm not telling you not to help. I'm not telling you not to be a help in hand. I'm telling you that when you put yourself in the position to help, understand what it comes with. Understand the sacrifice it takes, the patience that it takes, the energy that it takes, the time that it takes, the finances that it takes. Not every situation is married, all of that, but some do long term. Understand what that is. Understand how that feels. Again, you already know your girl likes to help. What I come here to do, I came here to push y'all into your greatest potential. I realize what I'm able to do for people. 
Now that I want to I want to help house single moms, not just single moms, but single parents or even people coming out and trying to transition back in the world. I want to help the world. So I'm creating transitional houses where you ain't got to live with me, but you still gonna have somewhere to live. <laughs> Understand what you can handle. Understand what you can do and do that. Do that. Do that. Do that. I'm looking for more resources right now. So if y'all have any ideas or resources where we can help for more housing for these people that need assistance, please reach out to me. All my information is there. Sharon at all in no limits at yahoo.com. Reach out, email me, please, because I'm in the business of helping, but I realize where I can help at, where I can help at, and it will be beneficial and it won't. I, I've weighed my options because my mental health is important. So I have to realize what I'm good at. I'm good at helping, but where I could help at and where it would be most beneficial. And I'm going to set standards and boundaries and expectations for everyone that's going to be in those homes. This is my expectations. This is their entrance day. This is your exit day. This is what you're supposed to accomplish by this time. And I'm going to help you along the way. I'm going to give you the resources. I'm going to provide the education. I'm going to provide the wisdom. I'm going to provide the help. You just have to take advantage of the help. Take advantage of the boost and go and thrive and then pay it forward. Help someone else. Don't be a person that always won't help and don't want to help nobody. Come on now. We all need to help at some point in our life. I know I needed help at some point and I still didn't ask for help, but God made a way. He always make a way. <laughs> he always make a way. Okay. But anyway, in closing, you guys, uh, I really, really spoke this because um, of my experience with helping people. And I didn't only, not only did I have the experience of helping people, because like I said, I've housed over seven, I think eight single moms, right? And, um... And that was my house. That wasn't transitional because I didn't even have the transition yet. Um, but I realized that I don't want to do that anymore. But there's other ways I could help. All you have to do is realize what you can help in. If all you could do is volunteer at, at, at food banks, that's that's your help. If you good at putting little care packages together, you know, getting some tissue and some soap and some deodorant and toothpaste and toothbrushes, you know how many people need that? Or buying covers and giving them out or socks. Do you know how cold it gets outside in the winter? Come on now. We have people sleeping in tents. Whatever you can do. If you have a family that you see all the time and you just often take them food, whether it's leftovers or whether you go buy food, food is food. And for a person that don't have it, they're going to be grateful. Whatever, realize what you can help at and help there. And don't overly extend yourself in other people's position, mean situations because sometimes you could hurt and harm the situation. Don't attach yourself too bad to where you're now talking about them. Uplift them. Pray for them. I'm always praying for everybody out there. I thank you guys so much for listening. And I thank you guys so much for tuning in. You do not, y'all don't understand. And those of you who leave comments, you guys are beautiful. You guys are absolutely beautiful. And I love responding. I literally respond to every single comment. 
I'm making my way because some of these so, social media um, platforms I don't know how to use yet, like the Apple podcast. I'm trying to figure that out, y'all. I'm really am because I have comments on there and I don't know how to respond yet. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. Don't worry. I'm going to figure it out. Um, but listen, thank you so much um, for tuning in to the All In No Limits podcast, where you're always going to find me, your girl, your pushy, your sister, your cousin, your auntie, your number one motivator and hype man. I am here to hype you up. I am here to push you into your greatest potential. Okay? It's okay if you're not a help, per, help don't have a heart to help. I'm not bashing you. I'm just saying, be mindful of what you can do and do it. It never hurts to be a helping hand. It never hurts to just lend a hand or an ear or just a hug or a hi, how are you today? Hope you have a beautiful day. Do you understand what your hi can do to someone? Do you understand what your smile can do? It is contagious. Joy is contagious. Happiness is contagious. Rub off on someone today or tomorrow or this week or this month. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful month. Um... I love you guys in real life and in real time, okay? Um, thank you again for tuning in. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Tell a friend to tell a friend to pull up and listen, okay? Tell a friend, tell a cousin, tell an auntie, tell a grandma. Everybody can listen in. This is for everybody. You guys, I have some children listening in on these podcasts. And baby, if it helps, it helps. Don't listen to the, the, um, the adult ones, though, okay? Please don't listen to the adult ones. Um, wait till you get of age. Uh, but thank you so much for tuning in. I love all of you guys so very much. And I can't wait to see you again. Okay? I love you. Bye.